Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from WDWParkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. And now, the Disney Parks Podcast infotainment segment. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. We are super excited. I'm about ready to... Well, I'm jealous as I'll get out, to be honest with you. We've got uh, we've got some friends. Tony, Tony will in- introduce our friends, but we're talking all about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge from people who've actually been to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So, T, why don't you introduce our friends tonight? So, we have Raphael and Jen from The Mouse. We don't want to say the other thing. <laughs> uh, go check them out at TheMouse.News. Uh, and uh, they went... Saw the whole thing for their own little eyes. So we're going to get a first-hand encounter. So this is a good, if you know, if you live in Florida and your annual pass is like we are, now what we're going to get, hopefully, because they're supposed to be identical. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I mean. That's what they're saying. Batu is going to be basically exactly the same here in Orlando. There's a few changes. Uh, over there, there's three entrances in yeah. Disneyland, and here there's two. Right. Although... Who knows down the line if that ever gets added in yeah. here? Because well, the third entrance will be from the hotel. Well, that's that's a whole thing we need to talk about. But yeah, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> right? I, I would assume you're going to be able to walk into the land from I, the, I would the have hotel. to think so. Yeah, yeah. I have to think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, first impressions. Out of this world, amazing. Loved every second of it. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's easy to go and think that you're gonna. Oh, you know, the Millennium Falcon's not going to live up to it or right. something is going to be out of sorts. Mm. There's a lot to nitpick, of course, with anything, but it really is an incredible experience for the moment you yeah. get there. Did you, you know, they make the claim it's an immersive experience. Did you actually feel like, hey, I'm on another planet? Yeah, I so left reality and now I'm in actually another I mean, planet. there's there's parts of it that still feel like a theme park. I mean, and especially if yeah. you've if experienced Pandora, which... I mean, we're talking about these massive, incredible lands that are just mm. at the the peak of the industry. But there are they talk about it living your Star Wars story, yeah. and that's what's most incredible to me about this land is that when it executes perfectly, mm. whether it's at the cantina or on the Millennium Falcon attraction, mm. or even building your lightsaber, as we'll get into, I'm sure it really does feel like you're having this first person experience in the land. Now, of course, you're sharing this experience yeah. with other people, but Stylistically, the way they design the the rides and the attractions, you're supposed to be having your story. You're not really, yeah. They have the Millennium Falcon. Yes, you know about Han Solo, but really, it's supposed to be your story. Right. I didn't feel like I was in Disneyland Park at all. I felt right. like I was in, you know, Star Wars Land in, right. in Batu. I didn't feel like I was in Disneyland. It was a completely different place for me. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that. I, I mean, I I looked at her and I go, "Do you really want to go back to Disneyland?" And I, I mean, it's, no. it's really that dramatic of an experience. Really? So, uh, you know, obviously the cast members play a big part in it. So were they, you know, speaking the Batu language and interacting with you as if you're on that 
They were. They were really amazing. And I was mm. I was super impressed by the cast members even opening morning. Yeah, the when you were doing your lightsaber, day, they were very, very good with you. The cast members just waiting in the in the queue for the lightsaber experiences, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. which was the first thing we did. They were all on it, just speaking the language. Oh, and, yeah. and no, I'm just telling you, you know, be careful. The First Order can't know about this. And just little, little, little things, things that they've worked yeah. into their story. Yeah. Cool. I yeah. like it. So you you got to go to the the lightsaber thing first, so so you, let's go back even further. So you, you get to go out to California, you you somehow signed a deal with the devil, and you not only got to go in once, but you got to go in twice, three times, three times. Oh yes. Woo. All right. So tell us. All right. First of all, you had to get the reservation online. Yes. Right? Yeah. Right, there's no more. So how did you get your credentials to get into the land? Let's go there. The whole process was very smooth, and I hope that they do it the same way here, um, that they announce that. But the whole process was pretty seamless. You went over to Launch Bay in Disneyland, (laughs) um, and you showed your – Yep, over in Tomorrowland, and you showed your email Mm -hmm. and and your IDs, and they just responded everyone with the time that you were allotted to go in. Mm -hmm. And then they told you, you know, to be back at – at a certain time, right? Um, well, they would t- they give you a location to go to. So one of the three entrances, and they were typically okay. if it was past the first morning one, you're going towards the Critter Country entrance, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And you're lining up there, even though they tell you not to line up. Yeah. So everybody just hoards around and kind of like gathers in the gathers area, yeah. around, and then they finally say it's time. No, and everybody, I'm not waiting. Yeah, exactly. So it's one of those. Right. <laughs> but it, it, let me tell you, and she was already trying to express this, the way that they ran it over there was phenomenal because you it could easily be a mess mm. and it yeah. really didn't feel that way i mean yes you know we had to wait an exorbitant amount of time to get into the lightsaber experience and you know there's things like that but you're kind of expect that but everything else went like clockwork and i know it's easier at disneyland than it will be here at walt disney world but i hope like jen said i hope they take notice and do it yeah. very similarly so here. when it was your time to go in were they scanning wristbands? Were they checking <laughs> yes, wristbands? Yes, they were scanning them. There was a little barcode, barcode. on there, and they, they just quick, and it was very quick. Just they tap actually, and go. They, mm. they scanned your barcode. Uh, after they give it to you, they scan it to activate it, mm. whatever that means. Right. And Well, then, probably to put it in the system. Correct. Yeah. And then they they have, like, multiple passes through cast members where they tell you to show your hands because they're trying to see them, make sure that everybody yeah. has the correct band. So, yeah, there's quite a bit of... They try to weed it out to make sure that nobody's getting into yeah. land that shouldn't be. So there. I'm just going to skip a little bit ahead so we get past the wristband thing. Mm-hmm. So how did they get you out of the land? How did you yeah. know your four that hours was my next was question. up how to they, get you out? How so are they policing it? There yeah. was an overlap in time um, oh, okay. of an hour okay. um, during your time period. So what they were doing, we kind of saw cast members lining up. And, I mean, they wouldn't let you into a shop or an oh, area okay. if you didn't have it. And then they, yeah. were, they were pretty strict about patrolling the area and forcing you out mm. yeah let's say no comment on that one <laughs> did you, did you did, get thrown did out did you get tossed out we 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 were eating uh at docking bay seven and mm-hmm. and we i just we came out of there we were gonna exit out the uh resistance side which is towards the west of disneyland yeah and we weren't doing anything and we saw someone else that had another time slot they were you know it's obviously time for us to go but yeah. we were heading out and yeah, one cast member was you know, a little bit, mm. you know, disagreeable about it. Dude, but, trouble but just honestly, follows you, man. She's a feat. But you know what? It's not a big deal. Good. <laughs> See, I think they should have done it with like stormtroopers or somebody. You know, should have had it in a 
Star Wars type experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Forcing or you a out. bounty hunter. You know, saying hey. Well, you I know, mean, I, we'll get into that. Later, but your that, time that, is that, done. It's this one gripe with the land is that there's not enough like characters entertainment outside of, outside of yeah. your stormtrooper, yeah. Ray and and Chewie and those mm. yeah. main characters. Okay. So how? Right. So you were talking about eating. How was the food? I loved the blue milk. I will say I absolutely what? loved my $8 blue milk. $8 blue milk? And what did it taste like? Not milk-like at all. <laughs> um, it was more um, smoothie consistency, yeah. I'd say, and mm. it was very fruity. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I've seen people mixing the blue. Is it yellow? Green? Yeah, it's like green. a greenish, like green, limeish. Yeah. Putting a little in, putting a little in, like kind of making a layered drink. <laughs> They'll probably smell it. Saw a swirl sometime. Yeah, that's what yeah, they, but, um, that's what they were doing. I I didn't I didn't particularly love the drink. I thought it was just okay, but it, it's fine and it is it is refreshing. Mm-hmm. And you know, in Florida and California, it's yeah, like, it's I know where it comes from. I can't. Yeah. Well, I've seen the movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The food overall, though, in Docking Bay Seven, we did have lunch and dinner there mm-hmm. um, on two different occasions, and we enjoyed the lunch a little bit better than the dinner. We went okay. when we had dinner. We had the exclusive dinner offerings. Yeah, two offerings oh. that were different for dinner, and I thought and they were going to be a little bit better. And we found the lunch a little bit better. Okay, yeah. but That's overall, overall, it's really nice. They serve you. They were serving you with, uh, you know, your ceramic or plastic. Ceramic like stuff, sporks, and oh. and a metal spork and all stuff. But a uh, forky. By day three, when we sporks went back, were gone. Uh, the sporks were forky. gone. Forky. Oh, <laughs> because uh, yeah, some uh, smugglers were. They taking said them. smugglers oh, yeah. were taking them out of the mm. out of the galaxy. So, w- did you guys get a chance to go into the cat- cantina? We did. Explain. <laughs> After our hour wait to get into the cantina. Oh my god. The cantina was amazing. It was kind of everything I wanted it to be. They do play that classic cantina song, (laughs) and the whole place just roared in excitement. Everyone was freaking out over that. To be honest, we we got lucky, and we got a spot right at the bar. I mean, a lot of people want to sit down, but for us, it was perfect because we were right next to DJ Rex, and he, like, everybody wants the DJ Rex toy, and after you see the after you go to the cantina, you're gonna want it even more because DJ Rex he might be like the steel of the land. I mean, uh, one of the best things in Star Wars Land, and he's just there like bobbing his head and to the music, and And he's he's awesome, funny and quirky, and and you go in there and it's it's like a club experience. Like it's trying to be modern and very loud. The second those doors open, you hear it from the land. Oh yeah, you hear the cantina. Wow, yeah, it's that's cool. It is Mm -hmm. very neat. It's again like. It really does feel like its own little city, and especially in that side. Now, the Resistance side is much more sparse, but Jen was saying something very astute, which is uh, Resistance attractions probably going to be so thrilling and so amazing on its own. No one's going to care. Nobody's going to care about how sparse so, you're going to walk out of that ride and be so amazed. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it's divided into two lands it's, within the land itself. Yeah, the marketplace is kind of in the middle, and the mm. resist- Resistance side is on one side, and then the first order side and the millennium falcon attraction all, is yeah. all on the other side so it's basically like a city and then there's the marketplace even though it's attached right and then you have like the outskirts which is more like a pandora like environment honestly it kind of feels exactly like it pandora. does it has the, the and... sound effects very similar oh geez does it have the plant that you you rub and no, 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 no. Oh, thank god <laughs> <laughs> the the ejaculating the eggplant, eggplant. The eggplant it's my favorite attraction it is <laughs> This is the family park. 
When that guy was telling me what to do with that damn thing, I, I like, know he's like, just rub dude, it. I am not like what? sticking my hand in an eggplant and rubbing it. You want me to stick my hand and do what? <laughs> and what happens? Oh, you'll see. Yeah. And I there's <laughs> I'm like, me. oh my god. Uh, anyway, so back to Star Wars. <laughs> Uh, so you didn't say there's a lot of characters walking around. So like Kylo Ren wasn't just like hanging out. You're like, yo, Kylo, what up, bro? And none of that stuff. No, no, that that is definitely in the land, and that's like one of your favorite things. Yeah. So. Um, one of my favorite things about Disneyland overall is how the characters roam in the parks, and they definitely mm. do the same thing in Batu. Kylo Ren roams. The stormtroopers roam. Oh, wow. Ray and Chewbacca. They're not just set up somewhere for a photo meet and greet. Yeah. They're roaming, which yeah. was and really not, cool. Not only that, but they they have setups. Mm. So. Uh, Kylo Ren comes in off of his ship mm-hmm. and he berates one of the uh, one of his uh, guards or one of his uh, lieutenants excuse yeah. me. Mm-hmm. and after he has that little temporary show on a little stage right. then he walks through walks the land the stage and, and with, with his stormtroopers so it's it's a really neat uh, experience and of course oh, cool. they have the you know the lines that we've kind of seen yeah. in Hollywood studios where they can talk to people and kind of pose for a photo even though they're not posing and yeah. things of that nature but uh no, those experiences are awesome. I, the the reason I'm saying that there's not enough uh, characters is when you look at Star Wars movies and you go to the cantina per se, you're they're everywhere. They're everywhere, yeah. and you expect it like behind the bar. You <laughs> expect them next to you, and that's not what you're getting, at least not yet. Yeah, there's supposed to be more entertainment coming, and I do mm. hope that they roll that out. But yeah, that was the yeah, one thing I, about the cantina too. Like a too. Boba Fett. Yeah, or even just more aliens Lando. in the cantina. Just, even aliens. just like I thought, I thought you were gonna see a lot less. Faced car- like yeah. uh, cast members. I thought the cast members going to be wearing, you know, alien masks or things mm. that that would be a little bit more exotic. Not yeah. so much. No, I'm gl- I'm glad that they're not putting them in set up places because I I as a kid that's what I love that. You never knew where a character was going to come out of or pop out of. Or, we were you know. we were standing in line for the lightsaber experience, and next thing we know, we kind of looked up, and on one of the second levels, the stormtroopers were kind of up there looking down at everybody, to oh, interacting cool. yeah. with the guests. Yeah, they have, they have like stages. Nice. Yeah. They have stages set up, and they have like a ship in the resistance side, mm. um, and he it's a, an X-Wing, and then Chewie can come up there with another cast member that's dressed mm. up as a... You know, uh, resistance. You know, general or something. Mm. And anyways, he goes and he starts fixing the ship, and right. so they have all these the little things that they can interact noises with. Noises and oh. smoke, and as Chewie's fixing it, and <laughs> but it's not, your, it's not your things. typical. You know, hey, you're gonna stand there for an hour, wait to see the, the, the nice. which I love. Yeah, yeah. So we're chatting with our friends Jen and Raphael, who just came back from Star Wars Galaxy Edge Disneyland. I hate them both. <laughs> uh, and they brought back some. Uh, Keeps artifacts. Artifacts. That's what they call them. <laughs> so, uh, so tell us about um, what make is it? money go away. Yeah. Like, what is it called? Uh, Og Og Scant. What yeah, is it August, called? I mean, I'm sorry, Doc Ondors. Doc Ondors. Yeah, that's that's like right. Main... Tell us. Tell us about Doc Ondors. Doc Ondors was probably the most immersive store in the land. Um, you walk in there, and there's artifacts and things kind of everywhere. You kind of just walk in and are just a little bit in awe like looking around at everything on the walls and the ceiling and it's it's definitely the the, the main store there and it's it's got where you you can go and buy your legacy lightsabers there because you can buy a custom lightsaber but there you can go and buy your you know your luke's skywalker yeah. your sokotano lightsaber and mm. they look like movie props i mean they're really really well done yeah. um what jen is referring to is they have like 
just uh, heads of different creatures from the Star Wars films on, on like their busts on the top, and just, just have like oh, it's <laughs> like here's your head. Yeah, I mean, it's it's literally like they have a lot of Easter eggs throughout the land of, mm. from from all the way from the marketplace, which is different another movies shopping experience that we got to talk about. But um, mm-hmm. you want to go ahead and say some more? No, I mean there was a Jar Jar in there and just oh, wow. different things that we were trying to look for. Misa's and still here. Jar Jar. Misa suck. <laughs> Me wound up in the store. And then Doc Ondar's is run by Doc Ondar, which is an Athorian creature, and he's an animatronic in there. Oh, wow. I was hoping for more from him, but uh, he does have like an interactive moment, mm. and he is very neat. He kind of has like a mouth or gills on the side, and they like inflate. So I mean, yeah. oh, wow. he's 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 really cool. He's very interesting. Wow. I mean, he's definitely an, he's probably the most advanced animatronic there. But I think the most well executed animatronic that we saw so far. Obviously, Battle Attraction. We'll have to see you another day. But that still to me is DJ Rex and, mm. and the other one. Really? But, yeah. Just because, no, we'll get we'll get to the other one in a second. Yes. We'll get to him in just a second. That's the one I want to see. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, what else was in that store that you remembered, Jen? They have like like I mean, they, they the, have the a, crystals. A whole, okay, so we had our holocron crystals, which we we were showing you guys earlier. Yeah. Holocron crystal is very cool. I mean, what you can go and build your own lightsaber, but the other thing that you can do is you can buy um uh, crystals to put into your lightsaber that change the color of your lightsaber. Mm-hmm. But then they also will change your holocron, and depending on what crystal you put in there. You can have different sayings. You might hear Yoda's voice, or, or you might, Obi-Wan. or Obi Wan, <laughs> or you might hear, you know, other characters wow. from the Star Wars universe. So, again, this is like you're starting to experience the Star Wars universe in that first-person yeah. perspective because right. you're buying things that are enhancing your story in in, right. uh, in a right. way. Okay. So, I mean, yes, Disney's trying to eke out every dollar, but yeah. I actually think it's a very cool experience because the more you spend, yes, the more you get out of the land. Hmm. Well, they're. You know, they're just scratching an itch. Yeah. Because, you know, Star Wars Rebels, you know, in the new animated series, there's not a ton of stuff out there. So, like, a holocron cube, like, you open that up, I'm like, get out. And mm-hmm. Tony was like, what is that? I said, it's a holocron cube. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the thing that they put all the the stuff from uh, the cast members, and that's what they put inside that holocron cube is the video of all the cast members. I mean, yeah. that, that yeah, kind yeah, of stuff is just... Very neat just insane mm. to be able to have that and then the lightsabers i was asking about specific like um count dooku's lightsaber i would like one of those for no other reason than just i think it's a cool looking lightsaber no and, mm. that, and that's the thing like how many people did we see while we were there that they were just you know so emphatic about their passion for star wars mm-hmm. and then you're gonna have people that have never experienced star wars you yeah. know maybe a kid that their first experience is is getting you know uh, berated by a, by a by a stormtrooper, and it's so it's such a cool awesome moment that they're gonna remember that for the rest of their life. Yeah, so right. it really right. you know it's very easy for me to go in there and criticize this or that, mm. but that land was so incredible that you come back with like wow I can't wait for this to open here in Orlando. Right, that's cool. So the cool. the Doc Ondars is not connected to the lightsaber experience. Are they connected? Mm, they're very close, but they're not connected. To, I okay. mean, they're connected. They're adjacent. They're connected, mm-hmm. but. You can't walk from one to the other. Okay. All right. So, and, and uh, let me just go back on that because I didn't get to ask a question. You, you went through the whole process, like the selecting and the building your lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Building a lightsaber. Could you really quick? Could you walk us through that procedure? Because I've seen video and it looks yeah looks amazing. Is right. well okay. The main person who's coaching you through that is it the droid? No. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a human. Damn yeah. it. Yes. You know why I'm asking? I'm a Doctor Who fan. Oh. Okay. And David Tennant was the voice of the droid. That, that 
put the lightsaber together for the younglings in the animated oh. series. So that's why I'm like, please be a droid. Please be no. Doctor Who. But the, but to be honest, the cast member who did my experience um, when we went through the whole making your custom lightsaber was really, really good. I mean, oh, yeah. they have a pretty tough like script that yeah, they have to remember. It's, not, it's long. It's not short. Um, yeah. And she really sold it for me. Wow. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. I think it's a lot of uh, a lot of combination of things. It's the cast member, but then they also they have some effects. It's not a ton. I kind of wish there was more, but it's very you know religious almost mm. experience that you're yeah. in there in the in this uh, kind of nights of the round table. Right. They have it set up, mm -hmm. and you're all doing this experience together. But it really starts to become like your own experience because you know, at the end of the day what do we all care about is ourselves yeah mm -hmm. so like i jen as, as, as all these things are being said i'm watching her and she's just i can see her face like she's really believes she's becoming a you know a jedi. Jedi. oh no i left there that day and i became a jedi yeah. that's it so and and that's why <laughs> that's hysterical sorry. that's why i would tell everybody if you don't have the 200 dollars, save up the 200 dollars yeah. because it really is worth it so how many people are they doing at a time how many people are doing do this. What do you think I it was? Would, no more than fifteen at a time. Yeah, it would say if 20 that, at the most. Yeah. yeah, it's not really a ton. It yeah. wasn't many, which that, was that, neat because so it was very intimate. That and then yes. and then like they're limiting it to you and a guest, and we really? we were able to ask for a, a third person, so mm. all three of us were let in. And I don't know how lenient they're going to be about that here at Walt Disney World. I feel like they're going to have to be a little bit more lenient, mm -hmm. but it's just families, huh? Yeah. Because of the families, families here, yeah. yeah. But um, over there, they were being pretty strict, and <laughs> that's going to be an interesting thing to watch going forward. But mm. but it's not a very big room. You yeah. would, you, and and like, how long does the whole experience take? It was, what did you say, 20 minutes, I think, is what Yeah, I would said. say it's even less than that, but it's, it's somewhere like 17 minutes total, maybe. Mm. So, see, do you pick, your, you pick your hilt, or you put the hilt together? Yep, you pick your, your hilt, you pick your pieces, you, and then you put it all together. You pick your crystal So there's for like your four color. different kinds of, of, <laughs> of hilts, so it's like... Uh, protecting the fan, and then they have like uh, the Sith style ones, and so you mm. you pick your style, and then from there like you pick the pieces within that style. Oh, nice! Yeah, that's cool. And then and they, they put the cube, and then they put the pin to put on. Yeah, based on the style you pick, and then once you get into the room, they'll know which pieces to gotcha. put down in front of you based on the, the Jedi pin that's you're wearing. Yeah, yes, that's brilliant. Mm. I've seen the video where you, the you know you put your you put the thing in, and the the little cage rolls over, and then. I saw that and I was like, okay, that's a hell of a lot better than Ollivander's wand shop. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's pretty exciting. And you said it was a couple hundred bucks for the lightsaber? It was yeah, 200. It's, it's like 215 with tax? With tax, it was 215. I might have to buy experience. one. Yeah, I may yeah. have to get one of those. Uh, anything else before we get to the big, big one? Well, really quickly with uh, the lightsaber... The other reason to get the lightsaber is to take amazing photos. Like everybody was grabbing this oh, yeah. and walking across, especially at night. At night, uh, to, to the Millennium to Falcon, photos. I, I saw yeah. a guy, which I, you know, I wish I would have taken the photo of him and like asked him to put it on the website because he was getting the the Jedi uh, lightsaber and putting it against the a door, like he was melting the door, and it just yeah. it, it, it's the, really the photo really opportunities cool with the lightsaber at night is really oh, really yeah, cool. It's gotta be incredible. Uh, talk about the little creature you got there. Too, oh, my loth cat. So the creature <laughs> shop has some really, really neat stuff. And I kind of fell in love with the loth cat from the moment they introduced him that he was going to be right. there. Um, and he... What is your 
dog Yoda think of this little cat? We haven't showed Yoda the Lothcat. Th- those were the rules before we purchased the Lothcat. Yes. And, he's and not allowed <laughs> to see the Lothcat. I don't want him to think he's being replaced. <laughs> and what, what well, kind of bigger dog than is him, he? I think. Exactly. <laughs> the coolest part about the creatures when you purchase them is that they all come in this box, this creature box that has slits to make it look like they're Ooh. in cages or crates. Yeah. And they all make noises and sounds. So as you're walking around the land, this thing is interacting. Oh, and oh even, really? Even before yeah. you get there, like, I mean, it's the biggest marketing thing where you're walking through Disneyland, you just see Galaxy's Edge merch because it stands out. It's either this huge lightsaber yeah. or you've got this the droid the, the box. box for the droid Ooh. or the box for the... So it's a it's such a huge advertisement. And yeah, it gets you excited to buy this merchandise. Yeah. Just go back to the, the... So you have your lightsaber in a case. Yes. I assume that's extra? No, they gave it to you as really? part of the experience. Yeah, that's part of the 200. It's nice. Uh, it's not... Yeah. I would say it's a case. I would say it's a, it's a fabric sleeve. It's a fabric sleeve. Whatever. But it protects it pretty yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. I just won't, won't think of like a big... Like a Q case. It's like a... <laughs> That, yeah. That, My, yeah, that one's for the for the uh, legacy lightsabers. Our biggest mm. worry about the lightsaber, and I think it will be here once people are traveling and do purchase this yeah, two hundred dollar yeah. lightsaber, is how do I take it home oh. on the airplane? Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't fit in your luggage, even if you take it apart. Overhead. Yeah, it's not Disney's problem. So <laughs> they do ship them. I did ask that oh, question. Sure. They can ship. Um, mm. We ended up carrying it on in pieces you know we took the well the, the faa put out a statement that they would allow it and then once they did that then the airline carriers basically oh, really? have to, yeah we have carried to, it have to wow. ca- allow it so that basically <laughs> right. worked out uh, we just just quickly we put it under our, our we stowed it under the seat as our carry-on and that worked out yep yeah. then they ask hey can you turn that on and take it apart <laughs> for us so yeah. we know it's not real can you put it in airplane mode <laughs> no the, yeah. the tsa agent was Really happy I'm to sure see that we did. had oh, it. That, people were asking us about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, sure. He's like, yeah, turn it on. Let's see it. <laughs> I'm going to melt through the door. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, jerk. Uh, so th- All right, so what other creatures were there besides your the cat? Do you remember? So you, A porg. The porg a, is like, kind of like a... How do they taste? Yeah. Oh, we got to ask Chewy. Ask Chewy. <laughs> Chewy was very funny interacting. I saw him interacting with a lot of people with the porg. Oh yeah. So <laughs> that's cool. The porg basically, you know, it's a puppet and you put your hands in it and it oh. makes noises when you can you can flap his wings or you can open his mouth and he has, mm. you know, appropriate sounds. He's really cool and how, how much is that? Cuz I know I'm going to have to buy one. I think the creatures were all around $50. Oh my god. When yeah, my I, wife I, sees that, she's going to lose her mind. They had oh, a few other things. She gets you a porg and you get a lightsaber. That's not the way that works. Anyway, moving forward. And, and a DJ Rex and a custom. I'm drawing. getting a DJ Rex. Period. My wife wants one too. So has anybody we're good. has anybody mentioned how they have to get the twenty five thousand dollar R two D two that's in there? Yeah, oh, I need cool. one of those. They had a cast member magically uh, operating him, but it looked wow. uh, pretty cool to see uh, him. He's in the R two. Sto- go get me a beer, please. He's in the Droid Factory. He's in the Droid Factory, which again is next to Doc Ondar's and the lightsaber mm. experience. Those are very nearby, and then you go a little bit across the way, <laughs> and you have your your marketplace experience. So it's not the Droid that's actually it's like a showroom floor version. Like if you buy that one, I mean it's like a brand new one, right? Or do you get the pre-owned? I don't think Who you're knows? carrying that one on the yeah. plane. You get, a, you get a pre-owned version? <laughs> they I better ship that one for free. Yeah. <laughs> Does mine come with a Kenny Baker inside? I, mean, I just yeah. want to know. Uh, no. So uh, so we were talking about other creatures. So you got the poor, you got the, the lost There's cat. so many that I don't know. So there's this uh, plastic one that he looks like the creature that is in... Uh, um, and A New Hope in the Garbage Disposal. There's that guy. No, oh, but yeah. that's not for sale. 
Yeah, he was. Wait, no. I, yeah, I think he is. He is really? Yeah, I think he is. In the creature store. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, that's okay. what I... I've got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was in there. I don't think that was that. <laughs> uh, and then the salacious scum, scrum thing, the little... <laughs> from Job yeah, of the Hut. And then what was the one that was sits on your shoulder? That uh, that's that one. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. and so he's he's your your puppet kind of like here the dragon mm. in Pandora. So I may have that. to get one of those. A lot of people were walking out with those because mm. and I saw kids and I saw you know just general people had it. Yeah, it's popular. Uh, the other thing too, uh, I saw a lot of uh, you can buy vests and and tunics and you know. Yeah, to get can't... into your Star Wars story. Well, so yeah, that's that's the thing. They have the store with all of the merchandise that you can purchase to, yeah. you know, be Ray, which I would have loved to have bought in her vest and her shirt. Mm. Um, but you can't wear adults cannot wear them in the land. Isn't that the stupidest thing on earth? Yeah, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Well, that, that that's also the other thing. Like, because you were saying, you know, this is better than Ollivanders and all that stuff. There's a, it's a checklist in that land. That's the one thing that you know anybody that's been to uh, to to Harry Potter. You're like, well, Disney literally has a checklist, and they went A, B, C, D, E. Everything that's in the land in Harry Potter is here in some way or some form. Mm. Um, but this one is like the most obvious thing that they needed to have beat, and, and, I, no. and it's a no because yeah. it's like we have this policy, and what I think what it is is I, I think it's safety. Uh, I, I know it is. It has yeah, to be. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Someone. I think it's safety. And then the other thing is that I think they want the promotional photo to be the kid dressed up as Ray or mm. the kid dressed up because they allow kids. And yeah. so the kids are all, they all look super oh, yeah. cute in the land yeah. and walking around. You can see these little rays and this little stuff. And then the characters come and interact with them yeah. because there's, mm-hmm. you know, they're kind of like a moment for, for everyone. They do allow Disney bounding, which a lot of people were doing and some mm. did really well. Um, yeah especially those first couple of days that we saw. So I'm sure we'll see a lot of that. Yeah. Well, we're definitely yeah. going to see it, and we're going to see people pushing the boundaries. Mm. But it, it could be problematic because, like, for example, uh, I had seen so many people Disney bounding as Ray that when the actual Ray came up towards us, and this is that night when nobody was around, I go, hey, is that real Ray? I literally said that to you. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it was because I couldn't really tell if that was Ray. I mean, yeah. after... After you see her, you know, because she's carrying the real stick and all this yeah, stuff. Right. But at the same time, it's like you could see why... It would be problematic. Now, that being said, you would think they would have come up with like, okay, you can't dress up with a, you know, Ray's costume, but at least another costume that's the First Order or mm. or whatever that is still looks premium that you can wear in the land yeah. and identify and then, like, again, live out your story. Yeah. Mm. Right. Interesting. Okay. All right. So we've covered the food. We've covered the lightsaber. We've covered the creatures. We've covered mm-hmm. the bar. Um, covered the blue milk, the green milk. <laughs> There's a ride in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's where we're heading next. That's where All I'm new going. Attraction. That's the big thing. We've saved it for this portion of the show. Tell us about Millennium. Right, tell Falcon. us how long the wait was first. Let's start there. Well, when, yeah, for us it was two hours at the at the one. Uh, no, at the when we walked into the land, the wait was about sixty minutes or an. an it gets what? it gets over an hour very quick. Yes, when, especially when when the flood of people get in there because. Let's face it. Even though the, everybody started to wise up that you needed to do the wand, uh, I mean the uh, lightsaber and or cantina, you needed to 
go ahead and and ride the ride because it's the Millennium Falcon. So you want to yeah. see the Falcon, you mm. want to experience it. So a lot of people were rushing that. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for it to get over an hour right but, off the bat. But mm-hmm. towards the end of our time slot, there was about a five minute wait, and yeah, that's what yeah. we did. And By so the time pe- we finished the lightsaber, were... we walked right on to the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, because I was uh-huh. watching the the times on the app. Mm-hmm. And it was like you never really got above sixty. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't bad. So like, and depending I mean, sometimes on... it's like twenty five. It's like twenty five minutes. That's why I'm kind of hoping on? they do it the same way here because yeah. this yeah. was a preview yeah. event. This was yeah, a... and nobody was complaining mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. It was. It all seemed mm-hmm. to work smooth. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, people were complaining about like having to wait two hours for a cantina or things well, of that nature. But they were complaining about be... that. But it's a place to eat. So why is it taking two hours to eat? Yeah, yeah, I mean, or the, drink. Yeah, and there's there's small complaints here or there, but overall they handled it amazingly. But again, it's a very small, limited number of people in that land. Like, yeah. uh, it's definitely not what's going to be allowed. I think at Walt Disney World they're going to have at least double the amount, even a, even if they do go to a preview system, because mm. you just need to let more people in. Whereas at Disneyland, the demand isn't what it is here. Yeah, but and they also don't have the size to put people. Yeah, like we do. But the lands are going to be comparatively the same. Yeah. That's the scary. So part. the Millennium Falcon that we see in pictured in the land mm-hmm. is that the Millennium Falcon that you actually walk into, or so, is it in some building yeah, behind the Millennium? It's Falcon? the building behind the Millennium okay. Falcon. Yes, but right. you do get to, you walk behind the Millennium Falcon, and this is the full built out Millennium Falcon. It's, it's as impressive as it looks in the photos, or if not mm-hmm. more impressive. Mm-hmm. And the queue itself, what kills you is the scale, like. If it's it's flight of passages queue, but way more impressive, I think. Yeah. You know, as far as the scale of it, like you have these bay doors that are two stories tall mm. with glass windows, and just that let you once you go up to the second level see the the top of the, the Millennium Falcon part. and and look over Batu. So it's it's very well done. And right, here's the million dollar question: in the picture, uh, well, in the video that we saw opening day, opening with Bob Iger and and more camel and all chewy's in the looks like the cockpit how do you get in there for the photo (laughs) that's what i want to know that would be a cool photo opportunity that they'll probably never do (laughs) um but well unless the price is right yeah oh it's always right exactly (laughs) uh that we were talking about it i mean that that was a they had to do it and it was an amazing shot obviously for the especially at night you can really see into that cockpit um when you're in the land at night it's all lit up you can see all the buttons and lights inside it's really really cool to see it at night star wars land at night is is a whole different experience because the the one gripe i have about the land about what jen was saying earlier about feeling like you're somewhere else is that you know at some point even disney money has to come to an end so the back side of the land where you're not facing is not always as built out as this place where you're you're drawn to and but at night everything everything that's uh you know everything fades away that's not there mm. and it, and in the daytime you see like the gaps yeah but it, it's just so incredible at night and then what you're saying every little every little blinking light every single little you know just droid comes alive at night more it, it, and the the marketplace I mean it looks like Morocco there I'm and sure just... the maintenance manual on trying to oh keep no, all I, those have no <laughs> I have no idea I have no idea that's light number three four nine seven ten. I hope they have a, an app that's that's better than the Disney Play Parks app to find everything in that. Right. They there's have a, a good lot maintenance of switches. Crew. Yeah, there's <laughs> buttons and lights everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So you walk into the uh, they walk into the queue, mm-hmm. and then you walk around like we saw in a couple of videos. You walk around, mm-hmm. and then you wind up on another level, on and then you're overlooking the top side of right. it. Right. So and you then... walk into a room kind of like the Star Tours room. You know, very like 
Kind of like almost like when you see uh, R2D2 and uh, and C3PO yeah. or whatever. That so kind of room. And that's how you get up to, to the top. Then you go into that first pre show room. Mm-hmm. And well, they you say w- you walk in the same door Hans and Chewie walked through. Same hatch on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, once you get into the Millennium Falcon, yeah. that's oh, okay. there, yeah. Because first, first you you encounter mm-hmm. uh, Hondo, mm-hmm. which is he's going to give you your mission, and that room is very, very well. I mean, the scale again, the scale is spectacular because you mm-hmm. see this big room. He's sta- he's sta- he's on a second level, and you have these screens on either side and a screen in the back, and that's when they give you the magical. You know, Millennium Falcon is is taking off for where you last saw it, and you see it digitally you know, landing behind where you're going to now board it. Mm. So after you handle the animatronic is giving you this mission, <laughs> you step inside and then you can tell them. And you walk into the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> <laughs> just stepping into those hallways, I think, for the first time. And just being there yeah. was so cool. Okay, now, before we go too far, I want you to be honest. <laughs> Who cried? <laughs> I would have. I'd cry. She almost cried, I think, once she pulled the lever. But yeah, <laughs> we'll we can talk about that um, on the attraction itself. I guess um, we we were able to pilot the first time we rode it. Yes, um, thank God. And I made the jump to light speed, and I think at that point is when I got pretty emotional. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert! That's that's probably the best moment to. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think that's the best scene on in the right vehicle. If you want like a, a motion. A lot of motion, but mm. it's just such a cool moment. I mean, it is. It really is. And you get to do it twice. <laughs> so, so how much of it... Uh, go ahead. How much of the exploring of the Millennium Falcon, like the chess table and, and the sleeping area and the cargo? So I wish we had more time to do that, honestly, because it yeah. went very fast. We got in yeah. that room. There was about maybe 20 other people, if not a little more than that, and in the room at the same time. It's bigger than the actual time. Millennium Falcon, but yeah. it still feels tight in there with those 20 and people. And we wanted to take that photo at the chess yeah, table. Sure. And by the time we had done that, they were calling us to go board the ride. Wow. So there so was not a lot of time. Colored Before you step into that room, card. they give you the yeah. They give With you your, your mission. yeah, your mission. Okay. What if you said, "Well, let somebody else go. I'm gonna take some more pictures." Would they let you like stay in the room longer? Yeah. I don't. I really didn't try it. Honestly, I I don't know that they would do that. They yeah, would. I they know. call. I mean, I'm sure they have some thing because I mean they were looking for us at one point one time because we were taking photos yep. yeah um <laughs> trouble follows you guys I'm just saying we were yeah. trying to take all the photos the, the truth is like that that room is supposed to be a, a calm waiting experience but I think I think when it's busy you know and, yeah. and you have a long wait mm. you probably get a little bit more when there's up no in there, reservations but, <laughs> correct and but when it's five minute waits uh like we had the first time you know that's that's it, flowing it went well very fast and so that yeah. was really fast but I'll be honest it's a very cool experience it really looks like a movie set. It does. I mean, it's 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 at another. There's so much. It's Pandora, but with more money and more scale mm. and more attention to detail. Right. So I mean, I don't know if I could say that enough times, but that it's better than Pandora. Mm. <laughs> so that's well, pretty crazy. How many times have you seen Pandora that you really care about it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know. I how know. many times have you seen Star Wars that you really care about it? It's a difference. That's true. Right. Yeah. 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 So, uh, one of the questions that we had, because we were reading some facts and figures from before, and it says when you get actually into the attraction itself, there's six seats. Yes. Yeah. So, six you've seats. got two. pilot, two pilots, mm-hmm. two gunners. Mm-hmm. And two engineers in and the back. two engineers in the back. Mm. Great seats, eh? Those, I mean, how does that work? 
Okay, so the one thing I, you know, me being a person that plays video games, when I want to be a pilot, I want to have control of up, down, left, right, right? Yeah. But that already automatically gets divided up into two. Right. One's up, up. One's yeah, so. Down, down. Left, right. right. Yeah. And now that, that introduces a cool dynamic, which is you get to yell at your fellow which passengers. Which we're doing. <laughs> Go up, pull up, pull down, down. Jen now, down, up. And this, you know, whatever. So it's like. It, it adds to a dynamic of it, and that, well, it, it would be like Hans yelling at Correct. Chewie so, or Chewie. So it was definitely on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, you know, there is some lag to the ride. It's on rails. Uh, main, mainly, you have to follow this path that it's taking you on. Mm. But the game is pretty fun, and like, so I was piloting on the left seat. So I think I had left and right, and you mm-hmm. had up and I down. I had up and down, and literally there was one point where he was like, "Go down," and I hit forward and the thing went nose diving down I'm like yeah, no I will say that it's very sensitive so it actually moves you oh yeah. well it I mean you're not going forward or anything but you're you're you know you're tilting it's mm. like uh Star Wars yeah sort of mm. all right so so you're in the front left and right up and down mm-hmm. and then the next people behind you are gunners, are gunners. which no. I loved that what I are, think almost more than the pilot what are sometimes. you looking at? are you looking out the front or are you looking through the like you're the... looking at the front. So if you're the gunner or the engineer, your prompts are to the side of you. Right. And they blink and light up. So it's mm. hard from what we had heard. People, you know, you want to look forward because you want to pay attention to the attraction. Yeah. But what you're supposed to do is to the side of you. Oh, so okay. for us, as gun- when we did the gunner position, we literally just kept our hand on it. And we're kind of like, bing, 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 Yeah, but this is because we had read Twitter and we had heard people's reactions. So, But I think first time... You know, riders yeah. may go in there and see this blinking light on the side mm-hmm. and be more oriented to tapping that. And then they get off the ride and they're like, well, we missed the video. What was yeah, that? We what missed the ride. So, so that's, yeah. that's definitely advice that I, you know, love to give to all the listeners is that, you know, make sure you're you're paying attention to the screen if that's what you care about. Yeah, kind of use your peripheral vision and yeah, just you can, keep an eye on yeah. what's going on they here. They have kind of like an automatic touch, mode. But... Where you can kind of just tap away. You yeah. have that option to turn into automatic when you first get in. Mm. Um, if you want to just... It basically lets you blink. It lets you press one button versus like yeah. three. And we were so saying that like the gunner should be, you know, in, in the, the little back. seat, in the rear. around. Yeah. I agree. That would have been an amazing. I, I would have wanted, wanted to sit in the back and like spun around. Exactly. I would have loved that. <clears throat> it would have been amazing. I think they missed that 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 opportunity. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how they would have done it, but it would have been an incredible. If it, it were like been, a three sixty, yeah, kind of experience, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, what do the engineers do? They wait for a light to go on. They press the button. Yeah, we got to fix something, and they basically. I, I... There's a lot of fixing to do because let me tell you, you do crash quite a bit, especially when you're flying. Bazinga! Yeah, because I think the engineer it can uh, heals the plane. That heals the Millennium Falcon as mm-hmm. you're trying to do the, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, the so everybody, allegedly, everybody I, has right. a, um, a thing, uh, you know, role to play, as they they like to say in the marketing, but. But I think the real actual change is where you're sitting in the if you sit more to the rear of this of this cabin, you get the whole Millennium Falcon experience because yeah. you're getting to see all the lights. Because when you get yeah. in there, there's really not a lot of time between you like, hey, put your stuff away and get and activate and your vehicle. Go. Which by the way, activate your vehicle. I know it's a small little thing, but it's my favorite thing because it like, powers up the Millennium it, Falcon. It tells oh, you press God. the button to power up the Millennium Falcon or stuff like that, and it really feels it like again, you, all everything turns on. You know, it, it really feels wow. like you're living your Star Wars story, like uh, you know we talk about in the marketing. So that's what I, when 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 they execute that stuff, oh it, it really feels amazing. It's kind of like when you guys when we handed you the lightsaber, you yeah. switched that on. The first thing I saw on your faces was this huge smile, and it's because yeah. right. it's it's this 
visceral thing. Are there dice hanging (laughs) from... Wow, we didn't pay attention to that. At least I didn't. That's one thing I didn't pay attention to either. And that third night when we didn't go back on it, I was going to look for it. But um, I don't know. And I haven't seen anyone talk about it either. It's probably not because that would be the first thing that people try to pull off. Right. Well, Well, they'd have to be like metal bolted to the top of the attraction. Yes. I don't. So it's how really would you... hard to look around. Cause yeah, we at, at the end. What you want to do? Too. At, at the end, we may have tried to sneak in a few more seconds uh, to take a photo, mm-hmm. mm. and we had a, a nice, very nice cast member that I guess we had enough time to do it because there's actually actually an extended scene, and I've heard that the extended scene That's is a... for when all the ride vehicles haven't finished their mission mm. because I guess depending on whether you crash or things like that. It may take a little longer for one vehicle to finish or mm-hmm. whatnot, or maybe even the boarding process. I'm not really quite sure about all of that. Mm. But we got an extended scene out of one of them. We did. And then the other time, I think you used that time to take a few photos of the cabin, which was afterwards, which was nice. Mm. Yeah. So how long was your ride time, do you think? It's probably in that four to five minute window, I would yeah, guess. Yeah, oh, really? about five Short. minutes or so. Mm. It wasn't that long. I, I would say it's somewhere. I was making it sound like it was like forever. Well, of course he would. <laughs> No, Bob. The only thing is lasting forever is your reign as CEO. But that's another story. That's a, that's a millennium that's another... that never crashes. <laughs> I was thinking about the word millennium. I'm thinking that feels right for me. I mean, supposedly uh, the, that Rise of the Resistance attraction is going to be the longer yeah, right. attraction. Yeah, but yeah. that's because of pre-shows and everything else that, that people have tied into being part of the experience. Mm. So when you get done with your ride and you come out of the cockpit... Mm-hmm. Talk me through the exit. What's that like? So the first time um, when we had crashed quite a bit because I was piloting, um, <laughs> you come out and things are kind of, some of the blame. beeping at you and telling you that you did a bad job and right. you know you kind of crashed up the ship. So the hallways as you come out are kind of banged up. Yeah, and you see like flickers of light and right. and you hear the zaps. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw a picture where they, I don't know if it's a projection or. The wall is showing an image of like all broken. We stuff. weren't that bad, so we okay. didn't see that. Okay, um, but we did have some of that zapping in the lights, and, <laughs> okay. and I think there might have been like a panel that was open. But I'm not. I really don't remember. But like, it's yeah. it's definitely enough that it's it's interesting. Yeah, is it a different hallway or is it a hallway that like resets? I, I think it's a, it's a different hallway. I think it's a different hallway. Oh man, I I don't mind going down the the not great hallway i just don't want to go down the really sucked hallway yeah, like you, you. <laughs> they just open up the door and like fall into the garbage disposal yeah see now that would be funny <laughs> i got a really bad feeling about this what's funny yeah. about those hallways is that when you leave the ride that's another thing where the scale is impressive oh you you really don't even know where you're it almost feels like you don't it, know how to get out you don't know how to get because out because it feels like you're in this really? cave yeah. with all these different you know exit points and all yeah. this stuff and they really did a great job of that. And I heard somebody, and we had talked about it at first, <laughs> and the second time we rode, we heard somebody audibly say, like, how do we get out of here? Like, it's so, like, because it's, it's awesome. they, they, you know, obviously there's the, the typical safety exit signs that you have to have. Right. Sure. But in general, the land is very, you know, if we don't have to put an emergency, you know, for emergency sake, we don't have to put something, we won't. So there's cues to direct you, but mm-hmm. it, it really is, like. Confusing. You're, no, you're in, yeah, you're in a Star Wars land like in yeah. a movie it really is set. impressive yeah mm. it, you feel like you're on set in a star wars movie. Yeah. yeah so the one question that i wanted to ask you since i found out that you guys were coming over uh is tell me about hondo <laughs> this this is the animatronic to end all animatro- animatronics for me 
Mm-hmm. And and I'd like I would like for you guys to tell me about Hondo the animatronic, and then tell me about the video that I saw played in the uh-huh. waiting room because that looks like somebody with a Hondo mask, or is that computer gen? So, I I mean I think I've read about that to be honest, and I think it is someone with a mask. I think it's a live action, but I it might be some CG added to it. I really don't remember because that that moment's kind of quick. It's right before you get on the cockpit, right? I also think that's another one of those like this is the is an evolution yes we've had pre-show videos before but the fact that this is like in storyline the way it should be it's like this like just a movie playing right in the the way the it door. should the way it works and oh and the doors in Star Wars land they all go you know like like just like the movies wow. you know and and even the stores like Star Trek they do the you know they're sliding glass doors but they they have a way and a feel it, it, but like you to your point Hondo looks like a real character that you're experiencing even up to the point where he's putting you on the ship. And then when you once you get on the ship, he's talking to you throughout your entire mission. Mm-hmm. And then in the post of your mission, he's the one like comes on the screen and he's talking to you and like, hey, you did well, you did bad, you and or you owe me credits and it's such a great experience. But you want to tell him about uh, the first pre-show I'm trying, trying? Yeah. Um I thought he was pretty impressive. I... It's hard for me after seeing the animatronic in Pandora and the Navi River Journey because it's not, to me, that motion is not there with Hondo. I don't know if you would agree Hondo, with that. Hondo moves more like kind of like if you have uh, Olaf or or that he kind of like can move to general areas because so, he's, he's facing you at one point and then, and then he he'll turn his back to his... To yeah. Huh. So he, he has a lot of movement, but yeah, he doesn't have the... The, maybe the facial dexterity that that the one in Pandora, but she also doesn't have to do as much because she's sitting, right? Yeah, Whereas Hondo, Hondo has to look real life like standing, he's moving. standing and he's at kind of your height even though he's above you, and I mm. it's well executed. And then Hondo, you know, if you love the character and you you know you you obviously do, it, it it's as great a, of a representation of him as you're ever gonna get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I I was blown away by the video that they released several months ago where he was talking and it, it was. Just, it wasn't so much the articulation of the face because I always give that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. animatronic, yeah, it's tough, yeah. but it was it was the hand gestures. Yeah, and, well, the, is so and I'm like, true. holy crap! It looks just like the cartoon come to life. Yeah. And come to find out, uh, do you know who does the voice of Hondo in the comic books or in the cartoon and in the parks? No, no. We found this out last week. We were talking about Jim Cummings. Wow. Oh wow! Like Winnie the Pooh yeah. is Hondo. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And I was like, get out! So then when I saw. Because I was thinking that maybe the guy that did the the voice would have been the the, the actor that they would have pulled for mm-hmm. the video. It's not. It's a dude talking, and they piped in the Hondo voice. That's awesome. And wow. I'm like, because I saw the video, and I'm like, even like the little subtle things, like he's lip syncing it perfectly. Not that I'm trying to give away the magic. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but it just it's one of those things where the Millennium Falcon. When I see it, it'll be just like when I see Walt Apartment. I'll cry. When I get on it, I'll cry. When I sit in the seat, I'll cry. When I sit at the chess table, I'll cry. Mm-hmm. When I see Hondo, I plan on crying. I plan <laughs> on basically going through at least a couple of dozen <clears throat> Kleenexes. There were a lot of tears, especially that first morning, I think, for us. The whole experience of just entering the land mm. as one of the first guests, you know, per se, that first morning. And for us, we had all of the Imagineers kind of lined up greeting us as we came into the land that morning wow. um which was really cool and they were cheering for us but we were more so cheering for them and that was the most emotional moment for me it was very um, emotional in that, in that sense that 
you know, these are the people that, that put their sweat and tears into the land and actually, mm. you know, had to struggle to make all this happen. Because like, we, we, we think about how amazing it is and we criticize, you know, the finer points. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of hard work that goes into building these things. Yeah, that was emotional. And then I'd say that that first turn of the corner and when you come under that bridge and you see the Millennium Falcon for the first time, it's just you're the blown Millennium away Falcon by is, it. is the most impressive thing in the land by far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so if that is if that is right now where we're at, can you imagine what's going to happen when they drop that second attraction, which supposedly supposedly is going to blow everybody's minds yeah. because yeah. of the scope and scale and Full size at ats, yeah, in a in a room. I can't wait. I, just can't, I can't even imagine. You want to share who you who you had a chance to say hello to? In um, the yeah, with with Scott Trowbridge, the the main Imagineer, yeah, who imagine. we've seen in all of the videos and marketing. Wow. For the band. And um, well, we you know we've read up about him, and he was uh, responsible for building uh him and his team. Uh, Spider-Man in Islands of Adventure. So that's Ooh. why there's so much... Wow. That's why there's such high expectations yeah. for the battle attraction. Yeah. Because 20 years later, Disney's finally going to to beat it. Beat it you know? Yeah. He kind of blew me away when we approached him. Um, you know, I approached him to thank him for building my Star Wars dream. Sure. And yeah. he was with somebody and I didn't... A producer. A, a, okay, sorry. A, a producer and I didn't know who she was. But he was like, don't thank me, thank her. She's the one who's the creative genius behind all this. And nice. I was just kind of like, wow. Yeah, wow. I mean, that's like, that's why I wanted her to meet him, because I knew he would be the humble Disney yeah, person. And, sure. and he lived up to that. <coughs> but, awesome. uh, yeah, I mean, obviously there was a lot of buzz around Rise of the Resistance, because you can see into the queue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there was cast members stationed there, so you don't go running on a, right. on a rampage through the queue. But uh, I definitely took photos of it, and I was excited about it. And I everybody... Everybody knows that's going to be the the showstopper. Yeah, sure. Um, the sounds coming out of that area too. Everyone oh, was really? kind of standing there listening well, to what was happening, even, which was really cool. Upon. No, um, the sounds in the land that's are probably the best. I mean, you know, from outrageous. walking into Pandora, you have this soundscape. Yeah. And I, I remember one of the first things when I got finally got into good Pandora was you can go into this one spot and there was like a little hole in the wall, and it's for cast members to walk out, but it's it looks like a cave. And they have sounds of a drip drop in just that yeah. one spot yeah. of cave sounds, and I was like, "Wow, this is next level Disney!" Like they're really taking this this audio design to another level. And then in Star Wars Land, in the land, as you're standing there, you hear ships flying over you, and it's literally you hear the rumble of it coming on one side of you, and then as it's passing by, it's over you, and then as it flies away, it's yeah. So my wow. my mother may have it's jumped outra- a couple times it's when loud, that happened, and it's outrageous. Wow, I actually wish there was more of that, but it was it, when it happens is 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 pretty nice. Wow, yeah, that's very cool. Hmm. I like that. What what is Disneyland? Did you ask anybody what the thought was? I mean, they've got the Star Wars land. I guess I should look at the map, but they got the Star Wars land, and then you've got Star Tours over in Tomorrowland. Over in Tomorrowland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's what's the, the, the deal? The, the thinking is that that's all going away eventually, and if the 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 rumors right now for Disneyland are that uh, make sure to go ride Autopia uh, and all that stuff that's over there because it's going to start there with a Fantasyland redo and maybe mm-hmm. even work its way into Tomorrowland. And in the short run, I think Star Tour is going to stay alive because you, they're not going to take it away from uh, here yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to probably see tie-ins <laughs> with the new movies kind of like they've done prior. Sure. And I also think uh, Millennium Falcon is going to have multiple missions. I think right now they have one mission because it's 
gotta be a pain to program that attraction because even though I said it's an on-rails attraction, imagine having to program six different seats and all this other stuff that's gotta work with, mm. you know, <laughs> and repeat well, it. Bob claims it's never the same ride. Well, it is yeah. in, in the sense that, that if she turns right and blocks us into the wall every time, you know, we're going, you know, that's gonna happen. And if I, if I, I forgot to press a button one time and we crashed into the back of a train. So yep. it, it, it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It is a it is a video game, you know. Nobody yeah. likes crashing into the back of a train. No, 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 it was not fun. <laughs> not in space or anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's amazing. So as we start kind of winding down here, overall thoughts. What are you most excited about for when it comes here? Mm. And what tips would you give people? To, yeah, that's good call. To, most excited, I would say, would be to build a droid because we didn't do that over there. Mm. Um, just to use the app um there's so many immersive oh, yeah. things in the land where you can use the play disney parks app right. and explore scan and scan and that we didn't get to do as much of we did mm. a little bit yeah. um but we saw quite a few people running around doing that and i would like to spend more time doing that yeah. i want to spend more time in the cantina too yeah because that was pretty cool i want to try more of those drinks mm. yeah i mean <laughs> start at the top of the list and work your way down i i agree with everything she just said um I of course I can't wait for Rise of the Resistance. We don't yeah. know when that'll when that's really gonna come. Yep. That's the one fail of this land is that you know that it should have opened with it. I mm. wish it did. Um, because I think they were just anxious to get it open. Of course, yeah. and yeah. of course, and and I understand that, and it was great, and I'm totally happy, and mm. I want to thank every Disneyland cast member because they did such a yeah. superb job. I also they heard did. that Rise is giving them some technology uh, issues. I'm sure. I'm sure that it's it's using stuff that has never been used before there's some intel processors that have never been implemented before and this oh not, now you're worrying great. me you said that they're using intel yeah <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> so i think that is why we didn't get it you know day and date with you know millennium. i'm hoping that they they will use this time that they've had with rise of the resistance now mm. to open day and date in both coasts that's what we were saying too. That we hope that they do this simultaneously. That would be yeah, cool. that would be that would be a good D twenty three Expo announcement. But as far as like what things that tips, tips and yeah. things that I'm still looking forward to, definitely the Play Disney Parks app. It's not what you would. Yes, it's your old school gaming with the yeah. you know like text right. you know coming up. But it's really really cool. A lot of people have been uh, modifying their phone cases, like kit bashing them mm. and making them look like uh, you know your data processor mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. It's it, every box, every corner, every wall has something to scan with the app. So huh. there's wow. a lot of interaction there. The truth they should is, make a game out of it. The truth is the marketplace is also another spot that I wish we would have spent more time just mm-hmm. because there's not a ton there per se, but there is a lot of items. Like, I mean, it's easy. A lot of Easter egg items there. Mm. Yeah. And it's very easy to get like the, the shops are very small the, mm. in the marketplace. They're very, very small, but they have a lot in them where you can you know, from different products and different things. And like, we, we kind of rushed through that side. So spending time there, relaxing and just kind of like taking it all in mm-hmm. would be great. And that we asked, one of the things that we actually mentioned was, uh, next to, uh, Rock- the Roasters, there was this mm. nice seating area that kind of like is in the middle of the land and you could just sit there and just kind of chill and watch people watch. Mm-hmm. It's another great spot uh, that we didn't get to try. So that's something mm. we're looking forward to as well. So what do you think is going to happen? Uh, well, in Disneyland, June 23rd, when there is no more reservations, do you think the chaos is going to ensue? I yes. Mean, 
Yeah. So, so I mean, they're going to be using some sort of reservation system over there still. Mm. It's just not going to be uh, the same. Uh, it's going to be through an, through the Disneyland app, I believe. Yeah. So, I think they're still going to control crowds. And I definitely think they have to do it at Walt Disney World. Because this, this idea that they're going to just let the masses show up. I mm. mean, I know that they want that press photo. But it's just it's not good for for the reviews. It's not good for anything. Because what you want is for people to have that, that space where they feel yeah. like they're enjoying the land. And not, you know, being devoured mm. i thought we were going to go out there for first day opening day that we had it even with the reservation and that we were going to walk up to the gates of disneyland park and it was going to be insane mm. and that wasn't the case there was nobody at those turnstiles yeah, yeah i think they warned everybody. they got the word out they got the and, word out and yeah. i just kind of hope that they do the same thing here yeah. which i don't know i know the yeah, studios people were out there we saw no. them that morning mm. but i don't know what the uh, plan if is if there's one thing that we can count on is the walt disney world fans Lining up. Just, yeah. 4 a.m. <laughs> They'll be there overnight, the night before, sleeping in the parking lot. Oh, man, this is going to be so great. We got this spot here. We're going to be here for six days. Uh, <laughs> sir, you can't stay here. What? We said you couldn't stay here. But grab Thar's hammer. I will just, you know. I just... And you can't wear your Stormtrooper outfit. Yeah. So take and what it is off. up with that? <laughs> you can buy it, but you can't wear it. Yeah. You can buy it. You can wear it out once the, you're out of the park, but you can't poor, wear it in. The poor 501st, man. Oh. <laughs> They're like banned from the <laughs> but, land. But this is my greatest moment. Yeah. All right. I'm anything ready else? To walk through the land. Do you have any tips? Any tips? The tips is like if if they do have a reservation system like they did in Disneyland, mm-hmm. the trick is to pick what you want to see that isn't the Millennium Falcon because yes. everybody rushes the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. So you, you want to go and do really do Cantina or do mm. lightsaber. If lightsaber. you really want to build a lightsaber, get in line for that first. And okay. then do Millennium Falcon because you want to have a wait for the Millennium and I, Falcon. And I know this is hard for everyone in the, in 2019, but patience. Yes. Because what? Like, yeah. Because um, when you go into the cantina, we were basically like, here you go, find a spot, and they you know they kind of guide you to where they think they have an opening, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a little bit of a free for all. And so some people were, I heard some frustration from people because they were like, oh, we thought we were getting, we waited an hour or two hours, and we thought we were going to get. Getting into Trader Sam's and finding out that, yeah, there's, they can let 83 people in, mm-hmm. but there's only tables for 12. Right. Oh, and we the thought, rest have to stand. Right. We thought we were going to get a seat at the cantina yeah. and you're at the bar. So we didn't care, no, but we, we, we heard loved that it, frustration. But we heard people yeah. that were frustrated. And then even people that felt like they needed to, to you know, kind of like almost like a real bar, you know, get, you know, rustle your way up to the bar and that right. kind of deal. Which, again, for me... Second nature, I'm from Miami, but for some people, I can see, you know, yeah. they, they expect a yeah. Disney experience. So yeah. just be patient. Understand that this land is going to be crowded and and then just enjoy it because, like, it's very easy, again, to go in there and think that it's, you know, nitpick this, nitpick that. There's nothing to nitpick. This thing is the, the peak of theme park you know, anywhere. And yeah. you're going to go in it with a ton of other Star Wars fans. So keep that in mind. Everyone there is just as excited as you are to see yeah. it and be immersed in the experience. So at a different geek level. Yes. <laughs> so I, I think, think that, just that, enjoy that's still the enjoyment of the land. I mean, you're going to have a different, that's more in Disneyland than you're going to see here, but you're going to have some of that here. Right. Yeah. Anything else? I don't think so. Anything else, guys? Well, thank you for the opportunity. Well, no, thank yeah, you. Thanks for having us on, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So did you post your story yet? Not yet, because I've been editing like a million photos, and uh, I may have tried to uh, install a macOS beta. Uh, not the smartest thing I've ever done. Oh. And uh, so I'm gonna ask quick about how many pictures do you think you took? Oh, probably over three thousand. So many. It sounds like a, tri- a typical trip to Disneyland. Yeah. 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 
All right, so eventually, go to TheMouse.com, and Raphael and Jen will have their story up there with all the photos, so that you can go, go check it out. Where else Where else can people find you on the yeah. internet? Uh, lately, uh, the place I've been posting is onto Apple News, so if you look for the mouse on Apple News, uh, we are now listed there as well. Yep. Sweet. All right. All right. Well, guys, we appreciate yeah. you seriously. Yeah, Thank you for taking you. time and showing off all your toys and stuff, yeah. and that was fun. And Yeah. Uh, we want to uh, encourage everybody: be patient, kids. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a race. It's, it's not going anywhere. Patience Millennium Falcon's not going to take off and not come back. The Cantina is definitely a marathon. It's it's <laughs> it's it's, it's a, a marathon. <laughs> it's not a sprint. Just take your time, relax, and above all else, let the force be with you. <laughs> and if we don't see you online, we'll definitely see you in a galaxy. Far, oh, far, far away. away. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney Parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. Disney Parks.